0: In his presence, what a perfect theme for us for this weekend. Um, I I believe it's really helped me. I hope it's helped you. Just our theme is helpful. I think about uh, the scripture in Matthew 28. Jesus says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And truly, that means if you're a disciple of Jesus, he's with us. Always, right? So as we leave in the car, he's with us. We're still in his presence, right? When we get home and there are dishes and all the things that you guys were talking about, we're still in his presence, You right? Is that amazing? I am with you always. We're always in his presence. This has been just such a great weekend for me, such a treat to be here. Thank you. I feel so honored to be with all of you. And uh, from walking in, Tracy and I walked in. Friday night, there was a cozy fire. Rebecca and Reese were there to say hello, and somebody else was there. I I love you, too. Um, We got such a great warm welcome. Uh, Last night was a real highlight for, for the both of us to be in the guided meditation time with Christine. Thank you for that. I uh, really felt like I was in Jesus' presence and, and experienced it at a deeper level. Um, and then this morning, the glorious sunrise on a Wisconsin lake. I have pictures if you were sleeping through that. Um, it was just absolutely amazing for me. And so um, you have blessed my heart. So... Thank you for blessing my heart um, in the best way of the Southern way. Um, This morning, our theme for this morning is peace in his presence. We're going to talk about peace, and I love Elizabeth in our opening prayer. prayed as Jesus was our prince of peace and then she ended with a thought about peace as well that God would give us peace. Our theme is peace in his presence. I was like, wow, this is a spirit. Um, I love this prophecy from the book of Micah about Jesus. He will be their peace. Micah 5:5. 5, 5. He will be their peace. And then in the New Testament, Paul says in Ephesians, for he himself is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Yesterday on a typical day, we saw Mary choose the priority. And Jesus give a promise to her that it would not be taken away from her. And that was really special as we just see our friends Martha and Mary responding on a typical day to being in Jesus presence then we saw the tragic day when Jesus loved them and yet waited 2 days that d- divine delay so that he could give them a day for a miracle and we saw the difference that the partners make Stinky obedience, rolling the stone away, he stinketh, um, you know, and taking grave clothes off. um, When we have a problem, our Aspen partners make all the difference. And then this morning, we're going to take a look at a triumphant day. And um, certainly, you know, the tragic day had triumph at the end of it, but this is a day of celebration and joy and peace in Jesus' presence. So be turning over to John chapter 12, and we'll be reading uh, 12, 1 through 8. But, you know, here in John 12, we have the final recorded interaction, the final recorded interaction with Jesus and the sisters from Bethany. And so let's go ahead and read this in John 12, verse 1 through 8. leave her alone jesus replied it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial you will always have the poor among you but you will not always have me now that sounds a little bit contradictory to matthew 28 but what Jesus was talking about is his physical body, right? Mm-hmm. As this was intended to prepare his physical body for burial. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. You get that? Okay, yes. thank you. Sometimes people go, the well, Bible's contradictory. You know, it really, it, it really isn't. Um, you just got to put it in the context. So this night, I believe, was a really special night. Now, it was not a peaceful time in Jesus' ministry, right? Because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, that accelerated the plot to kill Jesus. And and we didn't read about that, but it's in there. That because he raised Lazarus, there was just this really quick acceleration of of the plot to kill him. And so actually, as he said, soon jesus would be dying on the cross for our sins this was not a peaceful time in his ministry but for this precious moment in time jesus and the family enjoyed this very peaceful special dinner together and really the night was a night to honor jesus and to celebrate Lazarus's life that he's alive he's here and i love what we see in in the 3 in the 3 Martha Lazarus and Mary let's look at what it says so one it says that Martha is serving simple a just simple it's like two words Martha served okay this is who she was Right. This sister, she was a servant. She was a doer. Right. She was a doer for Jesus. She was a servant. But this time she's doing it in the Christian godly woman way. Are you with me? Do you see that? Jesus does it. Jesus is not saying Martha, Martha. Ha ha. She she can serve. Yes but in a godly way and what I love about this is it's just two words but it shows that Martha grew in this area of weakness she grew she learned how to serve in a godly way without you know blaming or criticizing or bossing Jesus around she grew in her area of weakness what's your area of weakness Okay, we all have it, right? Or kind of that kind of deep-rooted sin that just feels like, am I ever going to overcome this one? Martha grew, you guys. We can grow. Does that feel good? Do you get yeah. kind of get some hope right there? Don't give up hope. Because the Holy Spirit is within us, we can grow and be transformed. And, and I always want to keep growing. I never want to stop growing. Until I breathe my last breath and go up and see my sweet Jesus, I want to be a woman that's growing spiritually and overcoming and changing and repenting of sins in my life and, and growing through my weakness. Okay, Lazarus, what's he doing? He's reclining. He's among those reclining at the table with Jesus, like what I think is just like... He's just hanging out, right? You know, he's hanging out with Jesus. Or, you know, some of us from a a little bit older, he's chilling. Or, you know, whatever you want to say, he's just relaxing. It's like a peaceful night. He's good. He's healthy. Now, once again, he's quiet. We have no words. No words. We hear no words from him in in the text. Again, ask me about my theory about that. It's just a theory, but it's very interesting to me that that a lot of focus on Mary and Martha, and especially their words and interactions with Jesus. But really, Jesus told him to come out of the tomb, but that was about it. And he, he heard that, so <laughs> amen for that. But it's awesome. He's alive. Okay, Mary. What, well, what about Mary? Once again... Now, for the third time out of three times, where is she? She's at Jesus' feet. She's at Jesus' feet. Once again, three out of three times, Mary is at his feet. And what I love about that is just, do you know, this sister was humble. She was so humble, and she's worshiping. She's like showing her gratitude and her humility and her love, and she's pouring out this greatest treasure that Judas knows the value of, right? She's pouring out her greatest treasure, and can you imagine, like, the af- aromatherapy? You know, for those of you who are like, I'm into oils, and, you know, I use peppermint oil for this, and I've got this kind of oil. Or, you know, your perfume. Oh, yellow diamonds. That's my fragrance. Thank you. Tracy and a few other friends gave me a huge, like, the biggest monster bottle of yellow diamonds for my birthday. I'm like, it's aromatherapy. But the whole, the, the whole, like, this, Beautiful, do you see this beautiful dinner is happening? And it's celebrations, it's peace, and it's gratitude. They were enjoying the triumph of the miracle that Jesus had done for them, the day four miracle. Now, Judas, the thief and betrayer, throws a fit about Mary's worship. Throws a fit in this beautiful night. And I love what it says. That Jesus did, right? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus do? Leave her alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe as women, sometimes we feel like someone's throwing a fit about us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then how do you feel? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I should have given the money to the poor. Oh, what did I, I'm messing up. Jesus is like, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Jesus is is saying that. To some of our folks, that you know, the Judases that are around us, leave her alone. Jesus comes to her defense, and in a parallel passage in Matthew 26, Jesus says, Mary did a beautiful thing in preparation for his burial. He says that here, and that the memory, in memory of Mary, this story would be told all around the world. That's in Matthew 26, the parallel account of this night. This story would be told all around the world. Hello. Guess what we're doing right here on you know, Sunday. Here we are in beautiful New Auburn, Wisconsin. We are talking about this story in memory of Mary. Jesus wanted us to remember her beautiful worship of him. And that indeed, actually, that was God's plan to use that pure nard to prepare his physical body for burial. That promise came true. There's another promise um, that Jesus made. Aside from this outburst from Judas, this was a great night (laughs) of peace in Jesus' presence. And so for our last lesson, I want to get super practical Okay, Super practical. And we're going to look at two keys for peace this morning. And here's the first piece. Blessed are the peacetakers. What? I think she, she messed up. She said taker. She means peacemaker. That's like a scripture. I deliberately said, Blessed are the peacetakers. It, doesn't that sound so selfish? It's like, what? It's selfish. We're supposed to deny ourselves. Are you a taker? Mary and Martha certainly were peacetakers. And it sounds so bad, but it's really what Jesus wants us to do. Look over in John chapter 14, just a couple, couple uh, chapters on. John 14, verse 27. John 14, 27. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Jesus says, my my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Here's my peace. I'm leaving it with you. I'm giving it to you. Are you taking it? You gotta take it. It's one thing for him to give it, but will you take it? Be a peace taker. Flip a couple more chapters back. John 16. Jesus talking a lot about his peace as he comes close to the the end of his life on earth. John. 16 verse 33 I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world okay so what is Jesus saying here this is so interesting because I feel like this verse right here encapsulates everything we've been talking about this weekend. What do you mean, Barry? Okay, peace. Let's start with peace. Jesus says, peace, in me you may have peace. So where do we get peace? In Jesus. Peace is found in Jesus. Sisters, everything is about Jesus. Everything is all about Jesus. That's one of my deepest convictions as a Christian. Everything is all about Jesus. Genesis to Revelation. Everything is all about Jesus. And once again, he's saying peace is in me. Peace is in me. And then promise. We talked about the promise, right? We started off our lessons talking about the promise. Jesus gives a promise. It's not the kind we like. In this world, you will have Hearts and butterflies, let's get the heart emojis out. (laughs) No. You know, it's the nuclear bomb head, the nuclear bomb emoji. Jesus is saying, no, you're going to have trouble. It's the world we live in. So that's interesting because we talked about promises and we talked about the problems yesterday, right? Right. And then we talked about perspective yesterday, too. Our perspective, that magic eye thing. Sometimes God's loving us, but we're not seeing it. But here's what the perspective is. Jesus is giving the perspective. What is it? He says, but take heart. Here's the perspective you need to have. I've overcome everything. I'm good. It's, I'm, I'm the winner. You're with me, and I'm with you. Perspective, but take heart. So, you know, peace is in Jesus. Peace is not in our circumstances getting better. And here, this whole day we're calling a triumphant day, peace is not having a triumphant day. It's not even in that, is it? Jesus says, no, it's in him. He himself is our peace. So, let's say you're an empty nester. You're a retiree. You're a grandma. I'll have peace when the doctor says my loved one is cancer-free. No. Peace is found in Jesus. Maybe you're single. I'll have peace when I get that promotion so I can get the raise so I could buy my own house one day and stop having to throw money down the drain with rent. No, peace is not when you get the promotion. Peace is found in Jesus. Maybe you're the mother of adult children. Peace is going to be found when they finally take my amazing wisdom, because I'm a lot older than them, and I've seen a few more things than them. And when they take my advice and humble out, we're going to have peace in our family. No, sister. Peace is found in Jesus. How about your campus student? When that cutie for Christ asked me out on an encouragement date, I am gonna have peace. No. I hope your cutie for Christ crush does invite you out on an encouragement date, but you're not. That's not gonna bring you peace. Actually, it might bring you trouble. What? I'm just saying. Maybe you're newly married, oldly married. Maybe you're an oldly married. <laughs> peace is not when your husband finally changes. These things that you so clearly see. And he becomes Mr. Charming, romantic. Mr., I already finished the honeydew list, honey. Oh, wow. That is not where your peace is yeah. going to come from. <laughs> It's in Jesus. How about a mother with children at home? Oh, mercy. You know, right? The days are long. The years are short. But I'm just saying, peace does not come when they finally obey the first time. Maybe you're a teen. Okay, I hope I'm saying this right. Peace is not going to come when you hit 30 snap streets. <laughs> Do I have that right? Did I say that right, Reese? Snapstreaks? Yes, on Snapchat. Snapstreaks. Wow, I am like snapstreaking. I mean, everyone loves me. I got peace. Everybody loves me. Everybody's hearting my story on Instagram. Oh, I got peace. No, you don't. Your peace is in Jesus, only in Jesus, in his presence, do you find true peace. Are you with me, sisters? Can you find yourself maybe somewhere in there? Peace is found in Jesus. So be a peacetaker. What am I talking about? The first is in salvation. Be a peacetaker in salvation. I love Ephesians 6, 15. Ephesians 6, 15, it's it's talking about the armor of God. It talks about the gospel of peace, the good news, the good news of what? Love, the good news of what? The gospel, the good news of peace. There's good news. Your sins can be forgiven. You can be saved no matter how far you feel like you've gone. And Jesse, you just touched our hearts with your sharing about your life, and 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 just your vulnerability was just very moving. We were in tears on the front row, and we were laughing too sometimes because you're funny. I I like you. You're you're amazing. You know, some of you have been studying the Bible, or maybe like Jesse, you, know, you know that conversion stuff. I need that. What are you waiting? Come on, get up, repent, and be baptized. Yeah. You, you, you're gonna, you're gonna fail, right? You're gonna mess up. But salvation is not about your performance. It's about what Jesus has already done yes. yeah, for you. Yeah, no, Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you gotta be a peacemaker in salvation, and then be a peacetaker in prayer. Some of us we've we've taken that salvation from Jesus. But we've got to be a peacetaker in prayer. And I want us to read this um, in Philippians. And Philippians is my favorite letter um, in in the New Testament. It's my favorite. Philippians, sorry, Philippians 4. And it's just too good not to read the whole thing, so I'm reading it. Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Do you see how much this relates to what we're talking about? Okay, he says, the Lord is near. Uh, Sounds like you're in his presence, right? Did you get it? You know, and then he says, the peace of God. And he says, you know, the peace of God, basically, you don't even understand it. It transcends all understanding. We don't even get it. But somehow we feel this peace when we pray. That's what it says. When you pray... With thanksgiving, with petitions, you present your request to God. Then somehow this peace comes, and it just like guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, which is where peace is found. Are you with me? Yeah. Um, in, in this book I've been um, recommending, it's not supposed to be this way by Lisa Turkist. She, um, it's an amazing book. And she's speaking a prayer in um, one of the chapters. <clears throat> Very powerful chapter. And I love what she says. She she designed a whole page for this quote. I have the quote here. Let's get it on the keynote. God loves me too much to answer my prayers at any other time than the right time, and in any other way than the right way. God loves me too much to answer my prayers at any other time than the right time, and in any other way than the right way. It's that divine delay we were talking about yesterday, right? We want God to answer our prayers today because this is trouble. This is desperate. This is dust. Mm-hmm. And he is delayed in answering. And then we start wondering, does he really love me? No, no, what she's saying is, no, no, he loves you too much. Mm-hmm. To answer in the if if what you want is the wrong time and the wrong way, uh-huh. he will see you suffer. Mm. He will allow it until it's the right time, and it's the right way, and then your prayers will be answered. Is that, That's powerful stuff right there. I want to share a poem, because people love poems, and I really like this one. It is based on Psalm 23, and it's anonymous from Japan. The Lord is my setter" is the title of this poem. The Lord is my pace setter; I shall not rush. He makes me stop for quiet intervals. He provides me images of stillness, which restore my serenity. He leads me in the way of efficiency through calmness of mind. And his guidance is peace. <laughs> Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret, for his presence is here. His timelessness, his all-importance will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activity by anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Truly harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruit of my hours, for I shall walk in the pace of my Lord and dwell in his house forever. What do you guys think about that? You know, can you see it's kind of it flows a little bit, it has a flavor of Psalm twenty-three, but I love it. It, it just talks about the Lord being your pace setter, and some of us we've talked about schedules and how do I set my pace and balance. I love His guidance, His peace, His presence is here, and that's gonna that's makes it okay, right? We have peace in His presence. Let's be a peace taker in prayer. Are you with me? Peace takers become. Peacemakers. Kind of flows, doesn't it? Uh Peacetakers become peacemakers. Sometimes we're trying to be a peacemaker, but we haven't taken the peace in the first place. And we're given out of our own whatever we think peace is instead of getting it from God first and then being able to pour it out. Are you with me? Yes. Can you relate? That's what I do sometimes. I love what it says here in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be children of God. You know Jesus is the son of God, he's the ultimate peacemaker and we can also be peacemakers. He's calling us. Blessed, blessed, bless your heart. Bless Blessed are the peacemakers. We're blessed when we're peacemakers because we're called daughters of God when we're peacemakers. Okay, James chapter 3 verse 1. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Doesn't that sound good? Peacemakers who sow in peace Raise up a harvest of righteousness. Sisters, we have a purpose in our life that's bigger than what we want to be happy with. We can be peacemakers. And, you know, personally, I just love Martha and Mary so much. I I know you've gotten that message from me. I really like them a lot. They're two of my favorites. But I loved Martha's example in our second lesson. I loved that she was a partner to her sister. And she figures out, she's starting to get the perspective that Jesus is the Son of God. He can do anything you want. Something big's about to happen. I've got to go get my sister. And she goes and she says, What does she say? The teacher is here and he's asking for you. Now, for me, I just go, That's kind of simple. It's not that hard to be a peacemaker because we're not the ones that have to make the peace, really. Jesus makes the peace with people, not us. God changes their hearts. All we have to do is like tell, spread the news, tell the story. Hey, Jesus is here and he's asking for you. You won. You know, Christine, come on down, right? I loved what you said, Jesse, about come. Right? Jesus tells Peter, come. Yes, but we can be those partners to the lost, to our children, to our husbands, to our neighbors, our co-workers. We can say, hey, you know what? Jesus is here, and he wants to talk to you. That's not that hard. Jesus allows us to be partners so that we can witness his miracles so we can witness resurrection, so we can have front row to the miracle. You guys have front row to the miracle, right, in Jesse's life. Um, Heather, 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 what a place of honor for you, right, to see God working in Jesse's life. That's amazing. I want to share about my friend Nancy. Nancy's a peacetaker. This is Nancy getting baptized, and I don't know if you can see it. I hope you can see it. Her face, she'd just come up out of the water. And her face, if we could zoom in, her face would just have P-E-A-C-E written <laughs> across it. She's just got this look of, of peace, of the forgiveness of sins. She took the peace of salvation. And, you know, she's an amazing example of a prominent woman with a humble learner's heart. You know, a, a humble learner's heart. She has so much success in the world. She's absolutely brilliant, and yet she came to Jesus as a peacemaker and salvation. On the right is the picture of of the peacemakers with Nancy in the middle. These are the peacemakers. You know, all of these sisters. And then her son Chris is in actually in the in the hot tub, um, you know, helping her to become a Christian as as he she's following in his footsteps you know i felt so honored and i can't even express like that beautiful humbling feeling that you have when you just go oh i got to see what god was doing in her life i got to be a part of it i got to be a co-worker with christ i I, my, my my i'm getting the shivers right now sharing it with you and i know you know what i'm talking about there's something really special you know, if you want to be blessed, be a peacemaker. If you want your life to have a harvest of righteousness, be a peacemaker. And so here's the, here's the um, oh, I don't have a slide for it. Here's the action item, be a peacemaker. So write it down. No slide for that. Action item. Here it is. Be a peacemaker. And I really want to encourage you to do something this week. Do something this week to be a peacemaker with someone that Jesus has brought into your life. So what do I mean by that? Well, first, who is popping in your mind right now? Is it a best friend? Is it a roommate or co-worker? Is it your husband? Is it your children? Is it a family member? Is it someone who you know does not know God? Is it someone you need to forgive? Be a peacemaker. And there's probably by now, because you've, you've heard it and you've kind of been marinating, there's probably someone in your mind right now that you're like, you know what? I need to tell her the teacher is here and he's asking for you. Or we need to make some peace in our relationship. Do something this week. We have a priceless purpose to be peacemakers. Who can you point to Jesus? Who can you forgive? Who can you just open the Bible with? Hey, could I share a scripture with you? I went to a retreat this weekend, and there was a scripture, and it actually made me think of you. Could I? Would you mind if I share it with you? Get your Bible app out. There you go. We're closing. We're closing our lesson now. And as we close, I want you to turn to 2 Thessalonians. And um, we're going to read this, this passage. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. And um, I prayed this prayer for all of you this morning. This was, this was the prayer I prayed for you. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you in his presence. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. You know, you're blessed. You're blessed to be a peacetaker and a peacemaker. God has blessed our hearts. Bless your heart in the best way with his unfailing love. And I want us to um, close this time of the lesson just with a special thing that we're going to do. So open your Bibles to Numbers all the way back in the front of your Old Testament, front of your Bible, Number six, um, God wanted his priest in the Old Testament to bless his people. And so he gives them a blessing. And this is what I want you to bless the Israelites with these words. And in um, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And so what I want us to do, I want us to have a little interaction moment with each other. I want us to pair up right where you're sitting. And now you're open. You're open to this passage, right? You've got number six opened. And what you're going to do in your pairs is you're simply going to take turns reading number 6, 24 through 26, what I just read. And you are going to bless her, and then she is going to bless you with this priestly blessing. Now, we might not be an even number of folks. So you might have to make a triad in your row and that's okay you can you know how to do that right Uh-huh So yeah we've been to elementary school we can do that But all you're doing and we're going to we're going to start on my go All you're doing is you're taking turns reading number 6 24 through 26 So ready go